Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO Rockstars. Rockstars. One to the SEO Rockstars. It is 4.04, not found if you are listening to us live at cranberry.fm. Otherwise, we're happy to hear you listening to our podcasts at iTunes and iHeartRadio. This is Chris Boggs. I'm the founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and I'm joined by my co-host, Frank Watson, Aussie Webmaster. How goes it? Very good, my friend. Very good. Having a great summer so far. Outstanding. Well, you've managed to pick up some great content for us, as usual, to talk through today uh, in your outstanding role as curator. Let's dive right into it. There's actually... A really good article at Entrepreneur about SEO. You know, sometimes we get worried about some of these articles, uh, you know, that come out in the major publications, usually talking about, you know, is SEO dead and so on. But there's an article in the marketing bootcamp section of Entrepreneur from June 21st, 2016. Is Google trying to kill SEO? So obviously a very great Lady type of title. Uh, but the story itself is based on a Florida case where basically Google de-indexed someone because uh, they felt that he was engaging in search engine manipulation. And it's different from other stuff where it's been First Amendment rights. And in this case, it seems, Frank, as if, you know, it's centered around a full removal and then a potential, it seems as if, I don't know if this is tinfoil hatty or not, but it seems as if Google's actually gone after and and de-indexed other sites owned by this same person. So, what are your thoughts on this story, Frank? Yeah, I mean, this one has a bunch of implications. It seriously does, because what they're saying, uh, at Google had the protection of being First Amendment protections because it was a publisher. And as such, that's a little bit dubious. But, you know, yeah, okay, they publish search re- you know, results of other pages. But what's happened here is they went out against the company of called eVentures that was creating what they thought was over-optimized or you know, questionably optimized, improved their rankings in the search results. And not only did they dump that particular website out, and I tend to believe this because it's been in front of a judge and the facts have been laid out, this person had a bunch of other websites. They were all de-indexed. He actually went and bought brand new domains and those got completely knocked out and all of them had, you know, a couple of them only had hello world type thing on. They weren't, got submitted and just were denied access into the search results at any level. Not, you know, pushed to the bottom or anything, actually de-indexed. So, I mean, right. this could actually So that's the difference. It, you know, instead of saying, you know, where Google has said, that's fine, we'll just, uh, you know, uh, penalize them algorithmically and they won't be able to rank well. And that's what a lot of the past court cases have been around. Now this one is different because it causes for its serial in de-indexation, apparently, right, is what this guy's claiming. Yeah, exactly. I mean, apparently the guy had, now we got to question what he was doing with the 366 domains that apparently, you know, websites that got kicked out. 
but after that, even if all of those were some sort of link farm or you know whatever method used to you know try and gain the system, he then later, after all this, bought some other domains, brand new, just put up you know hello world type comments on them, right. submitted the the site just to be looked at by Google, and they got the index because he was the name registrar, you know the regist registration person. So right. that is. Google's going to have a little bit of a hard it's time a, with this one. I it's a little and, chilling and, from an SEO perspective. Obviously, if it is true, um, I mean, I'm sure that there's SEOs that have seen this happen to them before in terms of like networks of sites that they've owned that already were existing and, and potentially they, you know, lost a bunch of sites because they were using the same type of tactics. But this is, you know, based on a brand new site being launched and it's almost like he's on a no-fly list of sorts, you know, for uh, for new sites within the algorithm. So uh, something to keep an eye on let's you know hopefully come back and, and talk about that ruling or how maybe google may settle or we'll see what happens uh, so keep an eye on that the next article is actually from excuse me galileotechmedia.com so nice you know not a common uh, website that we're sourcing here on seo rock stars but frank this has to do with google serp enhancements and it's a guide to the latest enhancement on how to incorporate them into the search strategy so local map packs breadcrumbs video thumbnails image and news yeah, results reviews like and feature snippets this are all part of universal search overview. right frank now it's given a good overview of some of the different elements that are now included in you know let's call them enhancements for the SERPs, you know, and where you, how you can get in. Now, obviously the local maps are just, you know, have decreased as they mentioned from seven to three. So it gets a little tighter to, to get in there. And he's just saying use best practices and hopefully you've got an opportunity, but you know, mentioning things like breadcrumbs, you know, if you're an SEO, you should know what breadcrumbs are, but basically those are at the top of an article, you'll have links go from the article back to possibly the category that that particular series of articles is in and then back to the home page. So that interlinking, one, it helps because it's a link structure, but it also gives, it's good for user experience to be able to get back to where they want to go without having to go up and hit the back button, you know, that type of thing. It, it sort of gives an idea of how your geography works. But the really good ones that I'd like where he mentions about including a video thumbnail for any stuff that you're doing on YouTube so that it shows up in the search results, you know, make it engaging. The same thing with image search and news search. Try and create a thumbnail that's associated with a particular page that has, you know, an image that's going to draw attention and increase your click-through rate, which I thought was rather clever. You know, brief and it, it's good little you know, list of things to keep in mind. And, and certainly I think it's probably under leveraged by SEOs, you know, in terms of trying to get all this stuff done. It's not going to work with everything, obviously, you know, in every industry like breadcrumbs may not work with every technology, for example, although you could theoretically apply the breadcrumb idea to using a slug in uh, Yoast, for example, in WordPress, where you would kind of create the breadcrumbs through the navigation through your slugs that you're using. That yeah. could sort of help uh, as a side kind of spin there. I think the feature snippet section is interesting too. You know, that was something that I was just uh, talking about earlier on today, actually, with someone. And uh, 
found a pretty cool one, like how fast uh, or how much does a Lambo cost or something like that was a cool one. Uh, but anyway, you know, these are all elements of universal search. So uh, don't forget, it's not all blue links anymore. And if you can uh, attract the eye, especially given that uh, there's going to be four paid search results for a lot of your search terms above you and a, a, even maybe a local map, it's time to make sure that real estate that you get as an SEO, taking as much advantage of it. So good find on that article too, Frank. Before we go to break, let's quickly touch on thinkwithgoogle.com, which is something that uh, you know they've actually, over the last few years, talked about micro moments. And today, or they published one on June 26, how consumers rely on mobile to meet their needs. So, you know, in 10 seconds, Frank, you know, what are some of the important things to think about from an SEO perspective here? Well, I mean, one, this particular thing that they do is it's like a glorified infographic, but one of the, and the numbers you've got to think about, but they say 91% use mobile for inspiration when in the middle of a task. You know, I mean, that doesn't mean that when people are in the middle of a task, 91% of them at any given, you know what I mean? Every time they're in the middle of a task, it's just more that at some point people do use this. Not, you know, and that's the unfortunate part of uh, some infographics and things like that is the use of numbers where you start to think like, wow, okay, 91% of people use search, you know, mobile search when they're in the middle of a task. No, they may do 20 tasks and only do it once, but the fact that they got asked, have you ever done it? And they say, yes, that's where the percentage comes from. So you got to be a little careful with how these micro moments are measured, but they do give you insight into how things are used. And that's the big takeaway that I wanted about that particular article. Yeah, I looked at it's a, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of this can be influential, obviously, but it also could be correlation. And, uh, or, you know, like you said, you know, it's just a no brainer that someone's going to use their phone once out of 20 times that they might be doing a particular task. So, you know, coaching a soccer game, you might use your phone to, as a timer. <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of different things that you could use it for. So uh, check it out though. It's a pretty cool little infographic and it does make you think, like you said, Frank, and, you know, as a CEOs, when we got to think about mobile and, being there as well. So with that, let's break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Stay with us. We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing expert at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. All right. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. We are back. It is June 21st, 2016. There's an article that we had pushed to the back that I think I'm going to elevate up on to connect to this one, Frank. Interesting article published today at the SEM Post, the SEM Post by Jennifer Slegg. Don't make all content Q&A for Google's featured snippets. So basically, you know, we've been talking about how it's nice to be able to rank for things like how fast or how much does a Lambo cost or, you know, stuff like that where uh, maybe you could get yourself into the purchase funnel uh, a little bit earlier uh, based on having a page that answered a specific question. So this has been something that people have been talking about. And then there was an SEJ summit uh, in Santa Monica earlier this year where my OIA from Google was asked about this and asked if specifically if owners should start to make all their content like a Q&A format, you know, if that was what Google was looking for. And I think the answer was interesting, uh, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, the, the answer is no. I, you know, unless and uh, with the caveat that was given, unless you are a question and answer website like Core <laughs> or Yahoo Answers or something like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, that would just be insane. I mean, yeah, in other I words, like the example, if, if, you know, someone that searching right, that Google it's going to be in the intent, saying, right? We want every website to be a question and answer website and the entire web would have changed. Yep. And, and I'm sorry I spoke over to you, you for a sec there, but, you know, the example that's given is, is that it's, you know, her answer is based on Google being able to derive questions from some content. For example, someone searching for Daniel Radcliffe's height are really wanting to know how tall is Daniel Radcliffe. You know, even though the first query doesn't explicitly state the question, but rather implies it, although that doesn't really kind of answer. I guess it's, she's saying that it can flip, right? Content can be created the same way with the content merely implying the question. So there is some advice that's linked to from this post. And one thing that I thought I'd bring in as a side comment here, you know, we bought this up last week or two weeks ago in regards to, you know, there's some concern that people thought that Google was uh, specifically supporting a uh, candidate and then everyone, including Matt Cutts, got involved and it turned out that it was, you know, basically people were searching Hillary instead of Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, in terms of uh, jail or whatever uh, lies. And, and so there's a similar topic that came up this week, which has to do with a search. Uh, let me find it here. 
a search that says, don't vote for Donald Trump, essentially with the, the, the question in the search is, should I vote for Donald Trump? And there's a rich snippet that comes up from the federalist.com, which is seven reasons you should vote for Hillary instead of Donald. Now, that's a good example, right, of what we talked about here, where, you know, the content is Donald Trump has proven himself irredeemably incompetent, blah, blah, manifestly unfit, least qualified, most unqualified candidate, right? So a lot of good, strong words that that kind of help to define a, a, a point of view on that question, right? So in some cases, it's the same thing when you ask Google about God and, and other things where they have to throw out the point of view. Now, the interesting thing about this that I'm curious what your thoughts are on, Frank, is that the same answer snippet comes up for should I vote for Hillary? It doesn't come up with something that's Hillary related, but the exact same rich snippet about Donald Trump shouldn't be voted for, right? And I think it's probably should vote for Hillary being in the title has a lot to do with it. But, you know, this is kind of very in line with uh, sort of what we just talked about in terms of the type of content. So do you take this Federalist content and look at it as a good example? Well, I think one, <clears throat> it shows you, you know, just how you know, well-branded websites like the Federalist for obvious questions about voting and government issues rank. So that, you know, and the fact that it was very cleverly optimized with the use of Donald Trump's name in there, as well as Hillary's. So, I mean, this this is a really good example of how uh, sometimes it's gotten to the stage where right now, where we are in the election process, Donald Trump's name is going to be seen a lot of times in articles with Hillary. So they're almost becoming you know, the associated terms of how you differentiate Apple with bananas or apples with computers type thing here. If you're talking about one, you would expect to see the other and, and they expect that result to have the same sort of impact. This isn't obviously any manually done thing. It's a machine done thing that's used a little bit of this, uh, you know, machine learning and expected associated terms, I think, to, for this to happen in both cases. And so Google's being sort of brave, letting the machine run with things and they're going to get egg on their face sometimes. So moving along, the uh, next article is from en.onpage.org, our friends. One global domain versus multiple top-level domains for an international brand, 841% of visibility boost. So there's a great yeah. case study here that shows basically the dot-com kick butt over having um, uh, multiple TLDs, don't say exactly how much in, in the headline, 23, mark, uh, 23 markets total, right? So uh, tell, tell me about this case study. It looks pretty cool here. Yeah, I mean, this one, basically, uh, Marcus and the team over at OnPage got one of their uh, clients to, you know, they gave them a really good argument about how, and I agree with this, how having the one domain, you know, using the .com and creating sub directories and, and canonicals and hrefs and everything else, uh, they brought it all under the one and it created an increased you know, boost because what happens is, and, and really, uh, if you're going to walk away from any article that we are going through today and you're serious about SEO, this is the one that you should be reading because this one really walks you through the process. It gives you great insights into uh, to doing uh, migration of websites, best practices, what you're doing. He talks about the fact that bringing those 23 in that were smaller, country-specific, 
made it harder for the competitors to be able to do, you know, reverse engineering because of the shared influence now all being under the one domain. So, that, you know, if someone had a site in Brazil and they were going head to head, they could have gone head to head with the other. But you're getting a lift from even links from your Turkey site and everything else because they're all adding into the main domain. Uh, it helped with with employees and things like that of, of being able to getting reporting done and and just it's a really good article and I'm very impressed with the work that was done because it was humongous. And, and it was know, a really a turnkey thing. I mean, if you look at a couple of the screens, it's always nice when you can see if you shut something off, like let's say you canonicalize and or you choose dub 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 versus non dub dub dub. It's always like a panic for you know a few days while a Search Console or a, a, a tool like Search Metrics, as is shown in this screenshot, um, you know uh, catches up. But then you can see that jump right away for the picotecom slash br. Um, example that they've given. So great case study and certainly uh, worth checking out. Quick tip before we go to our next break, uh, there's a pretty good slide share uh, from Aleda Solis, strategical SEO audits that drive growth. So um, you can always learn and I always learn at looking at other SEO audits when I occasionally do. Um, uh, but you know, that's, you know, everyone has their own sort of style of doing an audit. Uh, in fact, I completed one this morning and you know, you just have your your style right but uh we all can use looking at other audits so there's a cool one here on SlideShare from Aleda Solis Frank quick elevator yeah no no I mean this one it gives you a really good overview of the different processes the difference between you know the technical and and the standardized things that you should be doing uh how you can also include competitors in it it's a good very visual yeah, uh, this is a presentation that, that I'm sad I wasn't at this conference to hear this because the slides are very informative. But I'm really I'm I'm gonna get a reach out to a leader and have her give me a one-on-one -on, -one on this one because it really is a, an impressive little piece of uh, slideshow. Outstanding. And when you talk to her, tell her that it's strategic SEO. It's not strategical. No, I'm just messing. Uh, she speaks more languages than I do, I'm sure. Hey, let's stay. Uh, please, listeners, stay with us. Listen to some words from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with you on SEO Rockstars. with more SEO rock stars right after this. you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search ranking. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. 
TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. And we're back. We are not spamming. We are jamming. The last break. All the, all these topics to come up with today are great, uh, Frank. Good stuff. And uh, you know, we even had to cut off a couple. But this is a good one. An interview with Ryan Jones, who in fact is going to be. Uh, uh, speaking later on this week uh, at uh, the SCJ Summit in Chicago. So if anyone's up around that area, uh, I guess that'll be uh, the week of the 20th. I'm not sure the exact date on it, but check that out. So there's an article, uh, an interview with him, uh, probably somewhat related to uh, the SCJ Summit. It is, and uh, now that I open it. Yeah. Uh, Frank, uh, what are some of the highlights of this interview? Well, I mean, it, it's... It's one of those promos for uh, what uh, his what uh, I just promoted, <laughs> and uh, you know. But and it's funny because all of these ones that we've got the hat tips are are just I, I threw in because they are just blatant plugs, but they're plugs for things that you know are, are of quality. And and I mean Ryan's been a, a member of our community for a, a long time and uh, knows his stuff really well. So. You know, the people that are going to this conference will learn some stuff. And he's going to be talking about the, you know, machine learning. Uh, so that's something that's really been talked, getting a lot of attention lately, you know, especially after Google rolled out RankBrain and saying it's so important to the algorithm and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, getting some insights into that is definitely something that, uh, people should be aware of and this is just sort of like a little rich snippet similar to the the other one that's on that list that uh it, finally uh andrew shotland is uh relaunching uh, local seo guide and I, I mean if you've been in the business for any length of time and you've done any local seo you had to have read a number of articles that have been published over at local seo guide it, it's 
been one of my go-to initial resources for that sort of thing. And I'm sure the same with you, Chris. Yes, but I'm actually going to continue to quickly touch on this Ryan Jones article because there's a couple things there uh, that I wanted. One thing, definitely, um, you know, it's a very simple point, but what mistake do you see brands, even st still some SEOs still making after all these years, is at the strategic level, says Ryan, when brands say this isn't an SEO initiative at the start of a project. Sure, SEO might not be its main goal, but it's still a page on the web. Why wouldn't you try to get SEO? I totally agree with that. The other quick touch point I wanted to make on that before we jump over to that other one is, um, you know, I had no idea actually that Ryan Jones had been a Google human quality rater uh, for a year. And I agree with him that you should definitely read those guidelines and learn about expertise, authoritative and trustworthiness. Eat. Uh, it should be every SEO's uh, best algorithm. So you were mentioning um, that other article, which I actually didn't put into this list here. So I'd have to find it. But uh, uh, it, you were saying it, it, it's it's a you know it's just a an announcement you know more of a PR piece oh for that, the links that, I think you, know, you uh, had mentioned the, right you know, guide is relaunching after you know having haven't really done anything to the site apart from providing content for the last ten years you know that's going to have a new look and feel and things like that but. As far as the content goes, it's always had some really solid stuff. So yeah, and great title to that, that one. I remember yeah. that. After ten years, local SEO guide relaunches web website so it can get links. Uh, cool. That was sweet. Um, so check that out too. That was published yesterday at um, localseoguide.com. And then we're going to jump back into this uh, next subject, which is actually a little bit deeper. Uh, <clears throat> we have. Um, uh, gated versus ungated content, uh, which is the best option. So for years, this has been something that I've dealt with, especially in the financial services industry, where you have to sort of regionalize yourself often before you really get any sort of information about rates or stuff like that. If you're looking at bank accounts or things of that nature. So, um, you know, that's, and then some people want to gate high value content, right? So New York Times is an example where they have the first click free and play where you can get into an article, but uh, you might be forced to subscribe or log in after you've read the first article. Uh, so there's a lot of different things in the SEO world that go around this topic of, you know, some content that requires a login. Uh, another area would be, you know, adult content, right, where um, theoretically you shouldn't be able to find adult content unless you uh, uh, first prove your age, right? And we all know how well that works. So Tell us about this uh, article on June 19th uh, from Chloe Jung at Social Media Today. Um, wh what's uh, Chloe's, um, you know, she says here it can be a great SEO play uh, having ungated content. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, I mean, you definitely need to have a certain amount of both. And I mean, the biggest gated co community, obviously, is Facebook. You're not seeing a lot of Facebook content pages popping up apart from your profile in a Google search result. So, you know, in that regard, and knowing what's gated and what's not gated is important. Like you say, in financial services, there are there's certain information that is behind a paywall because, you know, these are possible trade recommendations, uh, information about... Or rates that you don't want to get cashed in the wrong town because you have a bank in that town too, you know. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, just in terms of, of just what you can do, there is a definite need... If you're relying to a degree on SEO to provide you with traffic, you know, to get into the organic search listing such as Google, 
you're going to need to have a certain amount of your information ungated because Google's not, you know, signing up for membership to wherever it is that you're putting your, your stuff behind. Yeah. So, and know, to be clear, I added a, sort of a nuance to this because I think primarily the article, the author's talking about, you know, specific carrots uh, such as white papers or or webinar access or something that requires an email in order to really be able to see it versus, uh, you know, some of the more complex type of gated content that, that I brought up at the beginning. Uh, but, yeah. you know, to that point... Um, uh, you know, I think that there, there's a lot of uh, value still in getting the email, right? And, and, and you shouldn't just give up uh, and say, oh, for SEO, I should put all my white papers uh, out in front because now you're going to lose, you know, part of the reason you invested in that content, which is to try to harvest those emails, right, as leads. Yeah. And I mean, just like many people do, you can give an outline. You can give a paragraph of good quality that comes from what the report is, you know, a teaser type thing. You know, most people that are putting out, you know, white papers that they're trying to get email addresses for are giving you some insights into what's in it so that people can weigh in. Because there are a lot of times it'll just have a headline. And, they'll, you know, if you want this, that headline's got to be really good for me to give them their, my headline, you know, my, rather my email address, unless it's from a site that I really respect. So you've got to weigh that off. You're going to have to give a little bit and it'll actually help that page that you're trying to use as an email capture to rank. If it has a certain amount of what you're about to provide in the way of information, create some questions, you know, okay. have a one. And that, get that index. And who knows, you might be targeting a nice featured snippet strategy with that too, because that can be kind of more geared towards a, a quick question or a quick synopsis yep. of a topic. And bam, you got double SEO value there. Uh, you know, you can maybe get that rank. Now, there's always going to be the question of does it need more depth, right? And because the not the gated portion of that content is what most SEOs would argue going to be more likely to be able to rank because it's going to be deeper relevance based on the depth of the content, right? However, you could argue also that if you had the snippet up there and it drove a ton of links, uh, it could end up outranking the other one if it didn't have the same amount of links and it was and they were both, uh, you know, of Available, So it's worth testing, I think, also. Uh, consider elevating some of that type of content or creating, you know, a couple intros that act as nicer carrots to try to get people to complete some form of action, like give you their email uh, or sign up for a newsletter or something like that, which is still giving you their email. So, uh, Frank, uh, great topics again today. One more, a uh, couple quick hat tips. Uh, one was from webmaster-talk.eu, seven website marketing and search uh, oh, wait, that's actually the uh, folder. 26 links, the secret life of something. And you found that in a Quora link. Uh, what was that about, yeah. Frank? The, it's, that one is an example of how I, I, I'm really sort of becoming very uh, disenchanted with Quora with just the pure amount of direct that's being put up there. Quora uh -huh. used to be a really good so quality. So don't check out that article. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I thought you'd get it just from the length of it. Etc. I hadn't had a chance to go uh, look at that one because it got it automatically got filtered down to my we'll hit on them quicklies just based on the title. I had an idea. So I guess you're right. Yeah, I did. Uh, but, the one, but the one thing, the one other thing that I sent you that I think I'd like Matt to Cuts uh, news. Yeah, I think that that's the one that Matt I wanted Cuts to finish up. Now working for the federal government. That's right. You can call him. 
uh, special agent cuts, maybe. <laughs> maybe he has, that's going to, he's going to be for this Halloween, a special agent cuts of the Pentagon's Defense Digital Service. So, uh, Matt, uh, and good on him as a former Marine. I'm glad that he has a, uh, you know, a desire to, to help his country with the amazing skills that he's probably developed over there at Google. So after this whole long break and a lot of, uh, who knows whating, uh, he has, uh, spoken and actually interviewed with, um, um, the, there was another one, um, <clears throat> defense doc of, and then uh, it's uh, basically he wants to, uh, you know, do things like help bring the vet sites all together. There's a thousand plus websites that veterans have to navigate through. And so that's one end of it. Another part is uh, a bug bounty program. So there's some cool stuff. Check out the news at Search Engine Roundtable from June 20th. And um, I think we got to leave the audience on that one mr frank i thank you again for a great slate of topics and i hope you have a wonderful week good sir yeah today is going to be the longest day of the year it's june 21st start of summer so everyone have a great time hoorah rock on The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 